This contest is the special Iron Man match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. That music is a bit like what I'd imagine ECW sort of Taz's music to be in like the late nineties. The, the intro yeah. music, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's quite ap- ap- apropos, isn't it? Apropos, yeah, achieving a surround sound. Surround sound, yeah. Okay, well, uh, partridge um, reference there for anyone not in the know. For anyone not in the know, get in the know. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, it is date twenty fifth of April, two thousand and sixteen, and this is episode. Four of the Iron Man show. Woo. You are? I am the real deal, Simon Pryor. I am the fallen angel, and sat next to me is the man that taught me and Gene Oakland everything he knows. It is old Joey. You are right, old Joey? That's uncalled for. I'm not that old. I'm quite offended by that, actually. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. Shall so... I hit the uh, title? Oh, yeah, I suppose so. Okay, Go for it. And the bell has rung. There we go. The one-hour timer has commenced. Yes, so we're down to the Ironman match. So instead of, uh, we could just do what they do in Ironman matches and just have the feeling out process for about 10 minutes or we'll just <laughs> dive straight into the news. I'll be honest, I don't really want the feeling out process. No, are you sure? Is that, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, so um, it's been a busy uh, busy week or so, or two weeks really. Um, and it's, 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 there's a lot of news. There's quite a lot of news. Not yeah. of it, not much of it very good. Actually. No, it's been, um, been bad. So, um, let's just talk quickly about, um, some things that have happened on uh, Monday Night Raw, I suppose, to start with. Um, I've so, not seen it, so carry on. You call yourself a broadcast journalist. <laughs> so, um, when did I ever say that? Well, I don't know, but God damn it. <laughs> Woo! Um, so, it's been Monday Night Raw. So, uh, Shane McMahon continues to run the show. Um, with no explanation as to why. <laughs> no, exactly. Off. No explanation apart from, was it, um, intense media support. Yeah. Problem right. is, you can go online and see what, what what is this support. But actually, they have, they. Well, sorry, not intense media support, intense... Um, um, what's Facebook? It's a, a social, social media. That's the word. I, I Hashtag like Shane and Mac. Yeah. Anyway, the the support. Whilst I haven't seen any on social media, what I have seen is a few people reviewing it, saying, "Wow, three good, three good episodes of Raw in three weeks." That's a change. Mm. Um, um, so they said it's a lot of people are saying. I read something on uh, ESPN's uh, website saying that it was. Uh, it's been a sort of a, a fresh new start with a lot of new talent and. Uh, yes. What what a lot of people are saying, which I think is very true, is that the reason it is good is because it's the first time since Vincent Mann uh, went evil that there's just been a face in charge and it's so fresh because, you know, yeah. think about it, every story on every GM, everyone in, um, pretty much over the last 20 years now has been either someone who's acted as a face and then turned heel on, as a, in charge or it's been in a heel that someone's had to try and overthrow. Um, or it's been Mike Adamley. Mm. Oh dear, Did I just say three minutes? Three minutes, yeah. Or an imaginary GM who it turned out to be Hornswoggle. Yeah, that, that, 
Stop bringing up horrible things. No, um, so is, that, is this the era that I missed? I think so. Well, you're, you're yes. going to get into it soon, so don't worry. Right. Um, so <laughs> the um, the other news is that we've had the first members of the uh, infamous Bullet Club show up. Um, Doc Gallows and is it Carl Anderson? Carl Anderson. Oh, I thought it was Luke for some reason. No, it's uh, Luke Gallows. <laughs> ah, there we go. So, so those two have showed up. And um, by the looks of it, they're making quite an impact. So they attacked... Um, the Uso brothers uh, two weeks ago on Raw, yeah. um, and then this week in uh, England itself, they came over and attacked um, the, the Queen. Rome, not the Queen. Oh. She managed to get to her birthday. Right. The Roman of the Reigns, um, and now is it? They're sort of suggesting is is AJ Styles um, working with them to like help beat up, and that was this hint. My prediction is this. AJ Styles isn't working with them and they're going to align with Finn Balor. That is my prediction. I, I was actually thinking they might actually uh, align with Roman Reigns. It might be a complete swerve altogether. Ooh, look at you. When do you reckon that'll happen? 2018. <laughs> 2018. And all the other yeah. stories possible. Yes. At Payback, which is on that, like March the 2nd, May yeah. the 2nd. And, and that card that event starting to look really good as well let's we'll have a look at that card if we can in a second yeah let's whilst we're just getting that card up we'll talk through that card and um start thinking about what how that's shaping up other things then nxt um obviously we talked about how there's a dreadful sort of just recap show but then nxt's come back um full power and it was um the perfect 10 um, Ty, Dillinger. Ty Dillinger versus um, Nakamura. Shinsuke um, Nakamura. I'm trying to not say that name because we are trying to be clean. Shinsuke. Yeah. Um, that they had a match on NXT um, last week, and it, that was a good match, didn't it? That I mean, it showed match. the skills again. Um, the other match I, I was quite impressed with was the old tag team match that started this week's NXT, where it was uh, the American Alpha versus. Um, Enzo and Big Cass. Enzo and Big Cass. Apparently, I can only remember half the people in one match. <laughs> um, if people are wondering why I can't remember, it's because I've managed to leave all my notes, which I spent a week preparing for, That's somewhere reason, else. Yeah. I've brought an empty book with me, which is useful. Bravo, a bit like my brain yeah, bravo. Um, this week, apparently. Um, but I was really impressed with that match, um, and I think it was like a nice handover of the NXT Tag Team Championships. As Enzo yeah. and Cass go over to Raw, it was a clean match. It was a really good wrestling. The crowd were involved in it. But I suppose there is one question I've got to ask you about uh, NXT this week. You have watched NXT? I've watched bits of it. So have you seen? I watched it live. No, wait. It was Jose, no, wait. Yeah, I saw Jose. I'm still behind. I will watch it tomorrow, though, which doesn't do us any good. That's that's very good. You could talk. (laughs) I did. I'm partially watching it because, like I said, I was watching it live and it was about half one in the morning. So what did you think of No Way, Jose? Oh, wrestling-wise, it was all right. Well, it... Wrestling-wise, it didn't seem too bad. It just seemed like another dreadful kind of Fandango gimmick. It's like, <laughs> they, oh, dear. Although he is a better again. dancer than Fandango. So a that's a, and a better wrestler. And then they finished off uh, NXT with a match of Apollo Crews versus Samoa Joe. Um, Sorry, so, no, no, no. Samoa Joe! <laughs> Um, and that was a good match. Um, Samoa Joe beat Apollo Crews uh, cleanly, um, which is fair enough. Um, and Samoa Joe walked away. Um, but I suppose the breaking news is that, um, well, you can tell us. You, we found out because of you, old Joe. You must have been yep. sat in the home yeah, and uh, a pigeon flew in with a carrier <laughs> message. And... That's how I get all my messages. And then you oh, ate it. 
What, the message or the pigeon? Both. Fair point. Sugar paper and maybe the pigeon. Well, for, no, for apparently, uh, the day after NXT, on the Thursday, apparently this uh, live event, I forget where because I'm useless, but they've apparently done a title change and now Joe is in fact the champ. Joe is the NXT champ. Mm. Now, well, that... is that um, TV uh, acceptable title change, or is this going to be a non-TV title well, change, in what... which case Finn Balor will get it back mm. in the next house show, perhaps? Well, this is what we're not sure, because it, it says like Finn Balor's hinting that it'll be on Raw as of Monday night, um, which would go with the Bullet Club stuff, I suppose. Mm. Um, what I think the answer to this would be, it could be, I mean, I thought injury initially, so I thought maybe they'll just do it like there. But maybe, maybe they could. I suppose they could have always recorded it and they will show it on NXT next week. Yeah. You don't know, and they could just insert it into NXT it's possible. program. Like, I mean, so the the other thing to take into account as well is that I think Finn Balor became the longest serving NXT champion about a week ago yeah. in the last mm-hmm. week. So that would kind of make sense. <laughs> they were like, All right, let's take the belt off him. Yeah, um, but yeah. it's it just seems odd that they did it like now. Um, Looking at another way, um, why didn't they do it two weeks ago in NXT Dallas? You know, he, might, I mean? he might not have been yeah. over the the record at that point. That well, I suppose so. They were trying to beat the Sami Zayn record, weren't they? Yeah. But, um, oh no, was it uh, Neville? Neville? Was it Neville? Yeah, Sorry, Neville, I don't know yeah. why I had Sami Zayn. Yeah. Okay, so um, that's was... what happens when you don't have your notes. I know. I'm I'm like a lost <laughs> person here. Like anyway, um, so let's go through the, the pay per view paperback. The paperback, paperback preview. <laughs> Let's not go there. Okay, so the the card that we have at the moment, I will go from bottom to top. Okay, seems logical. Yep. Uh, Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy versus the Vaude Villains. Okay. The WWE Tag Team Championship Number One Contenders Tournament Final Match. Okay. That sounds like a um, a good match. Um, yep. I think we've seen it before on the NXT, obviously, yes. but it'd be nice to see them in their chance on the main roster. Yep. What I like about that is that it's them two that have got into the finals. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like completely. Let's have a new tag team revolution. Well, and you know, yeah, is is this? Is it a part of Shane Man there back on the scene and pulling some strings and doing something, or is it literally that they they were just like? You see, I just don't see Vince McMahon would have invested this time in it. And it's like, so why, why is it all of a sudden changed? Is mm. Shane McMahon actually doing something? Or well, is he just done... This is the thing. I mean, I, I, I've been out of the game for wrestling, that is, uh, for quite a while. You're still on the other game. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. <laughs> Less said about that, the better. Um, but I got the impression that recently the uh, tag division in the main roster hasn't been, oh, been all dreadful. that impressive. Mm. Whereas a lot of the the effort and the work has been from NXT, and certainly as far as the um, uh, the the tag roster is concerned, and the women's wrestling in particular is concerned, NXT is where it's at, and it mm. seems to me that a lot of that talent now is reaching that stage where they can push up to the main roster and actually. It feels like the main roster's hijacked it. I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but if I think about NXT at the minute now, all of a sudden, is NXT a bit? Getting a bit thin, <laughs> you know what I mean. But they've got new people coming in. I mean, if they've got new getting... people with to go build. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's but, like yeah. I mean, if you look at the the new people they're bringing in, like Mister Nakamura, yes, and yeah. uh, Asuka previously. And, but what? what who's know. in NXT's tag team division now? Uh, Not tag many. Division. Not tag many. Division. Yeah, that's. You that's... think about it. You've got the revival. You've got the American Alpha. Um, there's this new team they're starting to develop. Um, who were on the show a week or so ago? I can't what their name is now. Uh, which shows they're not massive. I can't think of any of the real tag teams now on just NXT. 
So I think they've not long ago signed another. They've new signed tag team this as team. Well. This team that seems to be like supposed to be one of the they claim are the best tag team in the world. Um, so yeah. I assume they'll bring them in as mm. well. Mm. So it's, it's interesting. It just it does feel like they've gone. Oh God! Some someone's finally gone. You know what? Maybe we should tell Vince our tag team division to waste of time and they've just moved everyone up. So, yeah. but either way, bottom line is that will predictably be a four star match, a yeah. four turnbuckle match, sorry, not yeah. four star match. Um, uh, so going? next up, women's championship: Charlotte versus Natalia. Mm. That one, I would imagine, um, Charlotte will retain. be a title defense, but yeah. I'd imagine that will be a strong, strong matchup. Um, but they've had that's where the sort of women's division in NXT caught off when those two are allowed to have a, a proper good fight, weren't they? So Yeah, and apparently Brett's gonna be there in Natty's corner as well, that yeah. So that, that should be a Which repeats again that that the same match, isn't it? That repeats it something that happened From at NXT like two years, two years ago, ago which kicked off the women's division. Yeah. So I don't mind that, but again it is a bit like it's, it just is really like NXT's come onto the main roster, which is good, mm. but I've just think Triple H has got his work out for him now creating a new NXT roster or something. But anyway, yeah. let's it, keep going. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, another <laughs> NXT, uh, <laughs> NXT favourite. I'm assuming that's going to be match of the night. Yeah. That for the Intercontinental Championship, is it? No, because no. Miss has got the Intercontinental Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Well, bear with, bear, bear with. with yeah. But yeah, that's going to be an awesome match. That'll be an awesome match. Yeah. Um, that will be a long running feud, I'd imagine, as well. Yeah. Um, well, it's been going for a good while anyway. So. But they'll be they'll be a bit like the the Rock and Triple H, where they're always intertwining along their careers, you know, because yeah. they have so been so I'm glad far. you didn't say Senior and Orton then. No, I don't, I don't, it's not going to ever be sucks. as bad as John Cena and Randy Orton. Mm. Um, um, next up, Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho. Now, I don't know the story origins for this because it wasn't on this week in WWE. They just seem to be... No, um, any ideas? Well, from what I can gather, I think it was last week or the week before, Ambrose has come out and pretty much just hijacked Jericho's talk show. And it's kind uh, of... The Ambrose is silent, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, which isn't a bad start to kick but that's off a good point. match it's a good, a good presumably Chris Jericho will be going off on tour and stuff over yeah. the summer because yeah. that's you know it's, the time to go thing. and do it yeah. um, so if this is his last appearance for a while a good sort of rub for Ambrose is that he could win this and then just keep moving forward because I, let's say as I said um, for the, the show before um, or after Wrestlemania on, on the writer that I did and what we all agreed really is I would be surprised if he's not wearing a WWE Championship yeah. in the next year. Yeah. Um, okay, um, brilliant. Next up, uh, Intercontinental Championship, The Miz versus Cesaro. And can I just say that Cesaro's suit-ripping thing, genius. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Every time it makes me chuckle <laughs> like an idiot. Um, I I like 50% of this match. Um, Cesaro, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's I just, I, I don't I don't dislike The Miz. Um I dislike his silly, silly, silly outfits. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I dislike about The Miz is how he's always just used to push someone else and then he disappears. So yeah. actually, I feel that he isn't used well enough to push anyone else. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's added a bit more freshness to him that he's got uh, Maurice with him again. Um, yeah. That he, I feel that he does need someone like that to be with him. I think, you know, if you think about, you won't know about this yet. Yeah. If you think old Joey about when he was the WWE champion, he had oh, Alex Riley yes, with him. Yes, yes. And the two of them were quite a good 
um, heel sort of, you know, you would expect Miz to get beaten, but because he had Alex Riley there to help him out, there was shenanigans involved. Yeah. And therefore, it was like um, um, Miz down. Yeah. yeah, and therefore he could, um, he could, you know, Sneak you believe that he could, he could keep out of it, um, keep the title, but he was he's never really been anything when he hasn't had a manager and actually Maurice now being there it just again it allows that bit of cheat to win sort of attitude and that's that's good I think yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then finally uh, Roman Reigns against AJ Styles and his lovely lovely hair well look, look at look at the photo just look look at look at the hair on the photo there just to perfection. I'm, I'm a little concerned. It AJ's is, becoming his new guy. Uh, it, it does seem like... Uh, <laughs> well, Billy Gunn is Billy around Gunn's anymore. Gone out, he's gone. He's done some steroids <laughs> and he's gone. And now yeah. it's AJ Styles. I do wonder what AJ what? Styles is doing with that hair compared to... I've just got a, I've got a point as well. The, the photo for The Miz and Cesaro, they're both sort of winking at the camera, but winking using the same eye. Oh yeah, 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 they are. It's, it's quite disconcerting. Maurice <laughs> looks like she's really on. small in the background. Yeah. Um, but the... That match, um, AJ Styles and um, the champion Roman Reigns, I think, no, I think that should be a brilliant match because you take away crowd for a minute. Yep. Think about the actual really good Roman Reigns match, Reigns matches we've seen. There have been many of them, okay? AJ Styles is... I must have been asleep for those. Well, you've probably not seen them. Yet. <laughs> no, I haven't. There, there have, um, there, there have been before the crowd turned on him. Before they tried to start pushing him as a face, when yeah, he was yeah. a heel, he was really good, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but with AJ Styles, he's obviously on fire as a crowd favorite. Now, if they play it right, so the um, the crowd are allowed, like, are in the right storyline of cheering AJ Styles and booing Roman Reigns, I think that'll be a brilliant match. Yeah. If they try to make it that. Roman Reigns as a face as well. Oh, I don't know. It could just get hijacked again by the, the bad crowd reaction. I think this is probably the best place for the Roman Reigns heel turn because mm. AJ is undoubtedly the uh, most over guy on the roster at the minute. Oh, definitely. Be the yeah. perfect place to do it. Mm, yeah. So I think I think that's the sort of uh, the way we are. So mm. so yeah, I think it's it's a good exciting prospect. This is a. Um, Good pay per view, you know. I always used to say this is like the, like the just said in the, the write up I did about the WrestleMania hangover. Yeah. We used to have backlash years ago, mm. and they always used to just rehash the WWE title match from WrestleMania at backlash. Yeah, um, so you had like WrestleMania 15 was The Rock and Austin, and then backlash was Rock and Austin, and then it was like you know, you, you generally had that sort of same thing, or you'd have like instead of JBL versus John Cena in a, in a match, it'd be JBL, John Cena in an Extreme Rules match or an I Quit match or something like that. And you just think, oh, this is not, this is a good fresh card. This is like, you know, it's mm. almost like it's, um, a, I don't know if there's any match that's repeated really, is there? I mean, I suppose you've got um, Sami Zayn and um, Kevin Owens well, who yeah, are in that's, the ladder match, but that's, that's that different. is still a match that people wanted to see. So, yeah. um, so it'd be interesting. It'd be also interesting to see if they do any, I mean, a lot of people are still saying, are they going to do this brand split or are they going to do something like that? Could the NXT heaviness be something that leads to that? That could be a big swerve, but we don't see yeah. it. NXT takeover yeah. Raw. Yeah, you know. Um, so I don't, I don't know, but it, it looks good. Um, mm. I think I think it's a real positive move forward. Yeah. Um, I know we talked about Raw and things like that. Still not had any game interested in the Saturn or SmackDown. So it's still like if they are going to do this brand split, is NXT going to become a main show and SmackDown is just going to be disappear or become a review show? 
Um, so that's that's quite interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, let's keep going down the news. Um, yes. And keep going through some other things. So for busy all, week this week. It has been a busy week or two. Uh, Rene Dupree. Rene yes. Dupree. So do you want to update us on the Rene Dupree situation? So last time we spoke about it, we said he is uh, trying to uh, sue the WWE on um, the the fact That's that the they use of his image, using his image on um, on um, technologies that have not been invented yet. Yes, which was what he signed a contract for. Last time you said something about the fact that they there was a counter thing. So yes. Uh, basically, what happened there is the uh, the lawsuit has been dropped. Um, I think because of the very reason that I brought up last time, in mm. that uh, he signed a supplementary contract yep. that said, uh, well, essentially signed away all his rights to to any such claims. So clearly, he's not kept up to date on his paperwork. Um, always got to look at the paperwork. Look at me today struggling. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. I haven't yeah. got the paperwork here. Um, what what I think is interesting about this is. Um, no one watched Rene Dupree matches um, then, so uh, even if he was paid for the proportion of his match, that have been seen, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he'd be getting much money no, anyway. No. I could probably pay him in what's in my wallet right now. That's um, it. Um, it's, it's not like people going, "Hmm, I'm going to go and watch whatever match he was on in 2004 for Rene Dupree." You know, it's like. Well, this is the thing. I mean, when the the uh, the news first broke, I read it and thought, "Who?" Yeah. Well, as I said to you, I saw the picture of him. And I couldn't remember who it was. And I was okay. like, the only thing I can remember of him is that he walked down the aisle with like a big white poodle. Yeah, um, yeah. poodle. And he was he was tag team with uh, with that sort of Japanese guy who's now I can't remember. Kento it. Suzuki. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. um, but yeah, so the uh, uh, apparently it was uh, uh, the lawsuit was immediately dropped. Yeah. And uh, that's as far as the news goes. As far <laughs> yeah. as I can see. Okay. Uh, and that's it. That was the end of um, it. Um, Okay, so there we go. So um, yeah, although someone on Reddit has said, "Don't be surprised if Rene ends on dead in a few years. His drug problem is most likely back, and he has no money." This is very badly written. But, uh, <laughs> anyone with a lick of common sense would have known this lawsuit had no merit. Well, this is true. This is true, but yeah. Uh, moving um, on. So moving on, there's been obviously two. Um, the the wrestling grim reaper, as Bret Hart would yeah. put it, has appeared twice in the last uh, week or so. Um, the first one, EC, ECW, EC Dubs. original, uh, yeah. Balls Mahoney, um, died, um, was he 44, I believe it was? Yeah, 44. Um, yeah. And he's obviously died. Now, I don't, my only, we, we actually talked about Balls Mahoney at that dreadful ECW pay-per-view yes. the other week, didn't we? Yeah. So, um, Balls Mahoney, um, to my knowledge, as I've only ever seen him in, in the the um new breed ECW mm. and actually to be fair he was probably one of the best things about that because he hit people in the face and the crowd shouted balls 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 yeah. like um <laughs> a bit like walls like they yeah. are the, the sausages like the sausages but balls um but so that's all I know though there's two things I want to just say about this is I don't I don't know what the causes of death were and I don't I'm not out fussed about that. But what I did hear was about the situation about how he died. Mm. Um, and I think whilst it's sad that he's died, obviously, this isn't a bad way to go. Um, and he was watching um, Jeopardy, apparently, with his wife <laughs> on the settee. Um, he just lay down and that was it. Next thing you know, she, he was dead. That um, wasn't very extreme, so, was it? Well, no, it wasn't. Um, but if you look at him, just just bring up that picture of him there that's in front of you on your, on your uh, uh, technological uh, well, advancements. Well, I'm loading right. up a news article right. about the... Well, if you look at, look, at his, uh, look at him there, now that was him 
in about 2006, seven, something like that. Yeah. So that was 10 years ago, and he was 44 now. That is a man of 34 years age. (laughs) Now, that does not look like a healthy man there, does he? So um, he sort of looks like, um, well, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to be negative about him. I was going to say, do not speak ill of the dead. There we go, yeah. Because they might Um, haunt you. Um, yeah, the cause of death will be determined by the medical examiner, and it usually takes a few months for all the studies and reports to be returned. When it's not high priority. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go. So Balls Mahoney. Um, not considered suspicious. Has he come up on your ECW watching yet? Uh, no, not yet. But I've not really watched any since uh, we last uh, recorded. So what, um, what have you been doing? I've been busy. You're here, we pay you good money, and you know, <laughs> so our listeners, I'll be honest, I'll our be listeners honest. have gone up by 700 percent. This yeah? is true, this and is you, true. I'll be honest, I've been finishing off my 1988 uh viewing, so well, you can uh, talk about that next week, okay? yeah, yeah. I'm not doing it now, honestly. so um, right, okay. And then the other news, um, is about China. the ninth wonder of the world, yeah. China, a um, trailblazer in the world of professional wrestling, yeah. I mean. I just want to say something about this before I go into the actual news of it. Um, Hulk Hogan got in on the act. Um, oh, I don't know if you've are. seen the, the news report where Hulk Hogan's spoken about this. No. Apparently um, Hulk Hogan was a good friend of China. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Do you not feel that's a bit... Really? But this Brother. is the weird thing is Hulk Hogan claims he knew her right. since she was going out with his friend mm-hmm. before she was wrestling. Apparently she went out, according to Hulk Hogan, she went out with Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, does that not oh. seem to you like, right, she was 44, was it? 45. 45. Yeah. Um, so so she got been, into what, wrestling 12? in 97, 96, 97. Um, so she would have been 24, 25 mm-hmm. then. Yeah. So did she get with Brutus the Barber Beefcake then? When he was sort of you know, or was it before? You know, was she twelve and he was? You're <laughs> putting a very creepy slant on. I just, yeah. Right? yeah. So I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just. It just really was a really bizarre thing. It was like in on the proper. It was like on the the mirror website, something the wrestling section of it. Mm. Um, it was a proper interview, but I just thought it just doesn't add up, and I just yeah. I've never heard that before about Bruce Bar no. Beefcake and uh, and China. So um, is is Hulk Hogan just going mad? Well, I mean, Brother, this is the problem of being immortal, mm. is eventually age catches up with you. <laughs> well, there can be um, only one. Your brain cells can't replace themselves, and, you know, mm. you lose it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the sad news about China. So, um, I think it would be wrong for us to sit here and say China was not a huge um, move forward in the wrestling industry. Um, if I go through some of the things that she's uh, she did in her wrestling yep. career, I'm not going to go into anything else. Um, well, basically, she first rose, obviously, to WWE. She was where she was. Uh, she was sort of the big, the, like a big um, star, effectively. And what she then did, if I just, I'm going to get into the bit that I want now. Yeah, oh. um, is she trained. She was trained by Kilikowski. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a, a big one. Started, the first match was in 1995. Um, she, she wrestled a male wrestler dressed as a woman in that match, apparently. Right. Not quite sure why. Um, so, so who was dressed as a woman? Some male wrestler. Right, okay, yeah. just checking, just yeah. checking. Um, and then she um, she started wrestling. She um, was set in some matches that the Fabulous Moolah set up for her. And she met Triple H and Shawn Michaels at a wrestling show in 1996. Now, this is the thing that she nearly... and this is. 
to me, obviously China, you look at what China did, it was obvious that that was a good move employing her in yeah. WWE. She, yeah. she was a big star in the late 90s. Vince McMahon, this genius, who we all think is a genius of wrestling and stuff like this, apparently wasn't interested at all in mm. her. Um, and he said, no, no, it's unbelievable. Women, you know, it's, she's not, she's too, she can't be a powerhouse in the company and things like this. I um, remember at the time in 96, I don't think they actually had a women's division because they relaunched that in 98. Um, so she went to W, she was going to WCW and she was going to be the only female member of the NWO apparently. Oh. And it was Shane McMahon that actually got her in and said, look, we will give you this role. Um, it's going to be a big role. Although Kilikowski, um identified feels that he is the one that's actually got her the main the main bit. So she she made her debut in on February the sixteenth, nineteen ninety seven, at In Your House thirteen, the final four. In your at, house. In your house. And it was uh Marlena versus um no it wasn't Marlena, sorry it was Gold Dust with Marlena in a corner versus Triple H. Um, and she basically came in and gave him a big bear hug, which you see on a lot of the uh, sort of uh, attitude era clips. Um, and then she sort of, pretty much most matches, she just gave Triple H's opponents low blows. Um, mm-hmm. Owen Hart at WrestleMania 14 comes to mind. Yep. Um, and I think she also had a bit of a feud against Sad Slaughter, didn't she? Uh, I think is the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in, a match it, made in heaven. That's it, yeah. In uh, January 1999, the Royal Rumble that Steve Austin, necessarily Vince McMahon won, um, she was the 30th uh, entrant, becoming the first ever woman to yep. compete in the, the Royal Rumble. Um, the year later, she actually properly fought a bit in the Royal Rumble. Um, and then she turned against DX for a while. Uh, she had a, like, a little pretend relationship with Kane before getting back with Triple H. Now, as far as I'm aware, then um, it kept... Like she, she then started becoming more of a, a wrestler after that point. Um, and in June 1999, she was the first and I believe the only female to have ever qualified for the King of the Ring uh, tournament. Um, I don't think she got very far in it. I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember off the top of my head. She then became the only female ever, I think, yeah, definitely, to win the Intercontinental Championship. Yep. Where she beat uh, Jeff Jarrett in the Good Housekeeping match, which we mentioned, uh, <laughs> we mentioned last week. Yeah. Um. So that was that. She didn't have the Intercontinental Championship for long, but I think that's probably quite a realistic storyline, isn't it? Yeah. You know, realistically, while she was a very strong, powerful woman, there were, you know, the the males in the company would be stronger than her. Um. So she feuded with Chris Jericho. Um. Lost the title to him at Armageddon, nineteen ninety nine. And then they went to this this controversial end on a SmackDown. See when SmackDown was something in December mm-hmm. to December the twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine. Available now um, on the WWE Network for only nine ninety nine. <laughs> We're not being paid for that. No, I know we should. Really... Um, and basically, that that match ended in controversy because they sort of pinned each other. The old double pin yes. that happens, and they that became um, they became joint. Um, Tag team. That's a joint, uh, joint tag team champion. Joint intercontinental <laughs> champion. Um, what was a bit weird was then that they got involved in a feud of Hardcore Holly. Um, but so that that was it. But then Jericho won that match. So then it was no longer joint. Jericho was the intercontinental champion. Um, and I think you've got to you've got to think that feud helped push Chris Jericho in his first yep. proper role. It made that was his first real big feud in the company. Um, she then seemed to sort of fade away almost a bit, but she um, she then almost reignited her, her popularity because she joined with uh, Eddie Guerrero. Mamacita. Um, 
And that was that was a brilliant pairing. You know, if you think about it, that that was I think the first time that I quite enjoyed Eddie Guerrero as a character yeah. in the WWE. Yeah. Um, it's stratospheric from there. Yeah, and she she um, so they they became the the Mama Cita couple effectively. Um, they then she went and she played uh, posed for nude for Playboy as we know. So that sort of really made her sort of famous. Um, and then she then sort of in an odd move then um, then they moved her from being a male oriented like a wrestler female wrestler that's wrestling the males. She then got into a storyline with the uh, the right to censor and is it Ivory um, yeah, who who broke her neck on in the storyline. Quote unquote. WrestleMania yeah. seventeen, which at the time was the biggest WrestleMania of all time and the biggest like buy rate and stuff like that. She then beat Ivory for the women's championship. What then happened was it went a bit a bit weird. Like it was like she then took on Lita um at judgment day 2001 very good match uh but then she sort of vacated um the wwe championship um and obviously that's where it gets a bit shady because then is it they then the storyline not the storyline the, the life story is obviously she's broken up with triple h because he got with stephanie mcmahon and obviously the background sort of stuff on that yeah probably not a pretty situation no um so she then left uh wwe um she then went to new japan wrestling uh for a couple of years well, not sorry, a couple of years. Sorry for 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 in two thousand and two, um, and she lasted a few months there effectively. Um, but teaming up with a great the great Muta, uh, Kenzo Suzuki, so some big names in the Japan. Um, she then went um to a different career, which I'm not going to particularly go into. Uh, <laughs> yeah, teaming up with uh, Sean Walkman, I believe. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Um, and oh. then the last time I saw her um, was when she appeared on uh, TNA Impact, um, introduced by Mick Foley to be Kurt Angle's big business associate. Um, but um, I think that was li- literally they had one pay per view where she took on, I think it was uh, Kurt Angle and China versus Jeff Jarrett <laughs> again, yeah, yeah. and uh, Karen Jarrett. Um, I think she made Karen Jarrett submit and then she left TNA shortly after that. Now I think recently there's been um there's been issues with um her health and stuff like that and there's been stuff about yeah. um, I know when I I'd searched for this and I, to be honest I didn't look at it because I just thought I don't really want to know the the uh, the, the, the problems really. details. But it's like she's been not health not well or something. She didn't look particularly well, but um well she didn't look well when she went to TNA. Um and she's been putting stuff on Facebook and stuff like not on, on videos on YouTube and things like that. She's got a lot of followers. Um and then that was um that was it really. Then she's passed away. Hmm. What is interesting, apart from the Hulk Hogan, I just find that really bizarre that Brutus Bar beefcake. Yeah, that's thing, a weird I've one. Never that's... heard that before. Uh, but the um the other thing is Triple H has and fair enough, Triple H has put like a really positive um, comments about her on online or on whatever he's done. They have announced it on WWE.com, which mm. I thought was because sometimes they ignore people like this that have disappeared and they're not having a relationship with them. Um, and I think Triple H has actually supported the suggestion that she should be now inducted into the Hall of Fame, which is something mm. that he said he wouldn't support a few years ago. So. Um, so, well, death know. makes all the difference sometimes. So it? It, yeah, it's, it's it makes everything seem more real. Yeah. So there you go. So uh, sad news. Uh, two people more more gone. I mean, hmm. the way this year is going with genuine normal, well, not genuine. That sounds all regular <laughs> celebrities, not wrestlers. It's it's you know, it's 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 a, you know, a rubbish year, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so balls Mahoney, rest in peace, and uh, China, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. And I think that's taken us a long time, but it's been a long two weeks, <laughs> yes. effectively, the last two or three weeks since WrestleMania, and I thought we need to get up to speed of it. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So, I'm going to hand over to you. Shut up and have a cough. <laughs> <coughs> okay, then. Um, shall, you, shall we save overrated, underrated, so you can get your voice back? I think so. Can... I think yeah. you need to go to sleep. Yeah. Okay, then. Uh, I'll go I'm into... just going to beat my belly. <laughs> Like my last <laughs> oh, Do you have to? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Anyway, um, so I'll I'll move on then to yeah. the uh, the challenge that I was set mm. to find five good Ultimate Warrior matches. Mm. This could be interesting. Um, put the Ultimate Warrior up on there a second. Um, yeah, I mean the Ultimate Warrior. So if we talk about him whilst you sort your your challenge it out, but the yep. Ultimate Warrior, genuine Hall of Famer. I think so. You yeah. know, he cannot. You cannot you argue um, the impact the Ultimate Warrior had mm. in the nineteen nineties, early nineteen nineties only. Obviously, and in it, really only in a space of three or four years, because yeah. the, his returns and all that was, you know, wasn't wasn't particularly amazing. No, no. But my first memory of wrestling, I believe, there's two points where I can remember. The reason I really started loving wrestling was because of WrestleMania Six, which was mm-hmm. like when Sky just appeared and yeah. in England, and uh, yeah. that was it. But my first memory, I believe, which must have been really early on when Sky TV was launched in the UK, was I think they were getting ready for the Royal Rumble 1990, and I remember you know when you used to have when on like a superstars or something they'd just show every wrestler one after the other doing yeah. a little promo with oh, like yeah, the background yeah. like a brick wall background behind them. Yeah. and I remember shouting at the camera yeah, yeah, and I remember yeah. the ultimate warrior <laughs> warrioring up um, and that that was that really so that was that's why I'm now stood mm. here sat here 25 well, years later doing a podcast with you on a Friday indeed. night rather than spending time with my family well, <laughs> um, on a on a similar note, my very first wrestling memory, thanks to my granddad, was a taped copy of WrestleMania Seven from okay. Sky. It was on Sky Movies back in the yeah, day. It was, they didn't yeah. have Sky Sports. I was devastated and... when they made Sky Sports and put it on there. Yeah. My parents wouldn't get Sky Sports. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. Yeah, bad idea. Um, but uh, yeah, so so my my earliest memory is of this uh, worn WrestleMania Seven tape, which yeah. I think I probably still have in the cupboard. Somewhere. Knowing you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, my nan had taped over the first hour and a half of WrestleMania with this uh, three tenors. Uh, oh, yeah, so that that concert finished, and the tape ended for for that, and then it wore into the end of the Warrior Macho Man match oh. from WrestleMania Seven, and that is my earliest wrestling uh, memory. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the the research I did, I had a look at a few matches. There are a couple that I discounted. Um, okay. So WrestleMania twelve against Triple H. Yeah, uh, took that one right out of there. The uh, the Honky Tonk Man uh, yeah, being defeated. Yeah, yep. so that one was immediately wiped out. That wasn't really a match. That was a squash. I think, um, I, I reckon I could predict the matches you're going to put. So I'm going to just try and write them down okay. on this piece of paper. So old Joe, if you look at me, this is what I reckon he's going to say. I reckon okay. he's going. That stands for obviously. <laughs> it's, I so, can understand. So, um, and what? it's going to be that versus him. Uh, while you're talking about this can i just say that the the two uh two criteria that i based this on for the top five matches was both the quality of the match and the entertainment value to the audience yeah so there it's twofold so there's going to be some obvious ones in there but you're probably going to get all five to be honest Uh, but hang on i've got one more to come up with now okay so who else did he have a decent match 
much. Oh, but I, I did say I as well yeah. uh, when I when I made my notes that um, the link to the Ultimate Warrior having a good match depends on the other guy's ability to carry him. Yeah, well, that is definitely true. Um, okay, I don't. The last one I'm not sure about, okay. uh, but I reckon I've got four of your five. We got okay, one. let's go there then. Go. Right. So uh, these are in no particular order. So uh, WrestleMania six versus Hulk Hogan. Got okay. yeah, definitely yeah. so. Definitely yeah. a good match. Yeah. Uh, first, face versus first face. Time it was face title versus, versus title. First WrestleMania out of the uh, US and yeah. Canada. Um, a lot of people say that at the end of that match, um, or, or might be a different one actually, to the report. Um, might be. <laughs> might be. <laughs> might be the other one. Right, that one's a bit dodgy, so I reckon yeah. that'll be it. All right. Um, it will be, yeah, it was a good match, and it was, um, a lot of people reckon that Hogan tried to steal the limelight a bit too much in that match. Yeah, well, he uh, did, I mean, you got the whole sort of slightly dusty finish of the match, mm. because Warrior pinned Hogan, but then Hogan, Hogan just he sort of kicks it, out. It, yeah. but the only thing that annoys me with that match is Hogan tweaks his knee early on, yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, oh no, I'll get back in the ring, man, this is like, oh. Uh, obviously the match that inspired Edge. Yes, indeed, he was in the audience mm. for that one. Um, so next on my list is a, an old childhood uh, favourite because yep. um, I used to have this on video and I watched it over and over again and it happened to be a good match as well SummerSlam 1989 against Rick Rude <laughs> I've wrote the wrong SummerSlam okay. I've wrote SummerSlam 90 against Rick Rude um, because I thought that would be but mm. um, okay so I'm, I'm going to accept that as a, a half one that I've got right <laughs> okay, well, SummerSlam 89 I mean that, that, yeah. that was the, the, the start of the, their, uh, their rivalry Intercontinental Championship uh, yeah I think mm. so yeah anyway, uh, because they, they had the, the, the ultimate flex off at Royal Rumble 89 and then yeah. that led into the feud into SummerSlam where so. match of WrestleMania 5 as well yes mm. yeah, so it's like an ongoing yeah. uh, sort of feud um, so that, that was uh, an cool. enjoyable one I, I wore the tape down on that one to the point where the uh, million dollar man's interview towards the end of the tape was lost in a static it's <laughs> <laughs> okay um, so no, you really did like that tape I like yeah. that tape yeah <laughs> Um, so the next on my list other than Billy Gunn you never have to <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, only, only in his solo career mm. um, uh, I've got Royal Rumble 91 against Sergeant Slaughter yeah Royal Rumble Sergeant Slaughter yeah okay yeah see this is how predictable the Warriors uh, best <laughs> yeah. matches were that um, one I um, I remember watching that mm. and I remember uh, this is like I mean I'm really well, it was setting I up WrestleMania 7 main event watching it um, and um Saying like, oh, if he loses this, because I had my little matches and I ticked him off as I, had, <laughs> I said, I'm going to break my pen, and my mom told me off. <laughs> but you know who that science slaughter could have easily have been if Vince McMahon had his way. Oh dear, Sheik tugboat. That's what the original plan for WrestleMania Seven was: uh, Sheik tugboat versus. Uh, it was only because Sergeant Slaughter got back in touch with uh, Kevin Kelly, I believe it was that it happened. Um, Kevin Happy Kelly, days. the brother love, was he? That no, that's uh, Tom Pritchard. Tom Pritchard, that's yeah. what it was, I think. Yeah. Um, so, so those are the first. Is three. Kevin Kelly the Red Rooster? No, that's uh, Terry uh, Terry Taylor. Who on earth is Kevin Kelly? Uh? He's the back back uh, yeah, backstage guy. Used, used to do the interviews. He's okay. quite rotund. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Kelly. Okay, so go on then. So I'm doing well. I've got <laughs> okay. sort of three of your matches almost two and a half. Yeah, I'm fairly certain you're going to get the other two as well. Um, WrestleMania seven against Randy Savage, yeah. which is the the pinnacle. Brilliant match. Uh, excellent match. Just Interest- the fact that you've got Macho Man doing all the elbows at the end, mm. and then Warrior kicking out, and then you've got Sherry, and you've got the um, 
the reunion between yeah. Macho Man and Elizabeth oh, and all the people crying. With his jacket crying yeah. with his glasses yeah. at the front. Um, interesting enough, the match that made me a Randy Savage fan. Ah. You know, yeah. and as a fan, I was like, oh, you're never going to wrestle again. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so good. Okay. Um, and then the, the last match I have on my list, SummerSlam 92 against Randy Savage. <laughs> there we go. So there this is, this is yeah. precisely it. Now, there were a couple of honourable mentions. Now, the, the SummerSlam 92, that was at Wembley Stadium. Yep. You had the whole uh, Ric Flair, a Mr. Perfect. full event apart from two matches, yep. which are like, the only ones they ever mentioned. Yep. Um, so you had the, the whole sort of Ric Flair, Mr. Perfect facing off uh, Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage against one another. Is one of them in Ric Flair's pocket? Is mm. the other? No. No, um, <laughs> no it's yeah. 1992. Of course no. they're not. Um, um, so, uh, I, the only one I didn't, you didn't say, which is where I'll give myself an honourable yep. point, half point, is I thought you were going to say WrestleMania 5, Rick Rude. That's the only thing, but you've said SummerSlam 89 instead. Yep. So I literally predicted the, the exact yep. same ones. Which um, which says a lot about the warrior. Come mm. on, <laughs> but the I'm the honourable mentions. Yeah, go on. Let's go. Um, I've got SummerSlam '91 tagging with Hulk Hogan against Sergeant yeah. Slaughter and Colonel Mustafa. That is a really entertaining match. Yeah. Um, considering that's the match he held the WWE up for, and then he disappeared because yes. he, he what was it hundred thousand pounds? He said he wanted Some to go out for that yes. or a million pounds or something like that. Um, Good match, I think that is. Um, yeah, good mm. entertaining match. The match made in heaven and the Indeed. match made in hell. Um, and the uh, the only other honourable mention I had, uh, which it wasn't that great a match in hindsight uh, after watching it, but the nineteen ninety one body bag match against, against the Undertaker. Undertaker. When did that happen then? Seventh of January ninety one. Uh, so you... On uh, it's on YouTube. You can yeah. look it up on YouTube. But uh, Alfred Hayes, sorry, Lord Alfred Hayes, and Gorilla Monsoon are on commentary. Mm. So. Um, because I always think with Warrior, I always think he was the guy that started the great feud but never finished it. So yeah. it, it was so good verbally. Like, listen, the Randy Savage and the Rick Rude feuds were really good and they were clearly brilliant wrestlers for him to go against. And I think he needed that slightly smaller guy who could do the better work. Yeah. But when you had someone that wasn't a reason... Like, I mean, let's face it, The Undertaker wasn't the, the best worker when no, his career no. died. He was just a really good character. And so he didn't gel against The Undertaker. He certainly, I mean, the, the, the feud that I remember as a kid was the Papa Shango thing. Oh, and that, apparently <laughs> oh, that was dear. so bad that they never aired, aired it, a match of it on TV. You know, mm. it was just like absolutely dreadful. And then you've got other people like, you know, he, he had feuds against like um, Andre the Giant and things like that. I mean, could, I mean I've mean, i seen an Andre the Giant uh, Ultimate Warrior match where basically he clotheslines him into the rope. Andre gets tied up in the ropes. Yes. Andre gets out of the ropes. He slams him and then he pins him. And that's it. And I think that's what they did for like six months around America. And then they went, let's just drop this. It's not going to WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that's interesting. Um, okay. did, he, did he take on the mighty Hercules at WrestleMania 4? That sounds about right. I think that was reasonable. But I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, WCW... Um, didn't do so well with him. Have you ever seen the uh, WCW uh, Warrior Hogan match? Not yet. Uh, that's obviously going to be a... Yeah. Um, a what year was that? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, May 96, 97. That's going to be a main uh, event. So, yeah, I'll, um, yeah um, I'll, I'll look forward to that one. <laughs> That's classed as WCW's worst match. Now, if you can imagine what Excellent. That, that is, uh, that's a pretty high bar to say. <laughs> there we go. Right, okay, shall we, uh, now that we've got that out of the way and that we've 
realised how utterly predictable the Ultimate Warriors best matches are. Um, Shocking that, isn't it? What do you want to go for? Do you want to go for overrated, underrated, or...? I think I'll go for overrated, underrated, because the next show I'm going to give... Well, I'm going to give old uh, old Joey something to do, I think. So, oh, um, overrated, underrated. Okay, so this was a surprise that so this uh, is me and old man Joey have no idea yeah, about. No, so, you might uh, need to look this first look to help you talk your way through it. Okay. Last week we did Ken Shamrock, and that was yes. a pretty easy one, so that was an yeah. introductory one. Yeah, was... I'm going to be very interested in this one, because um, I've never really voiced this, but I, I have very... Well, I don't know what you think about this. Strong feelings? I do have strong feelings about this person. This person is supposedly a legend. Um, okay. He was even in those rubbish wrestling so, can, games. Can, can I just clarify? Not a are, Hall of Famer. Are, are your feelings as strong as mine towards Billy Gunn's uh, in, uh, solo wrestling career? No, uh, because I don't like this person. Right, okay. I, I, this fine. is why I'm saying it's negative. Right. I think this person is overrated. Yep. I think he is slow. Yeah. And he's always been slow. I think he's not as hardcore as he thinks he is. Um, he's hardcore. Yeah. Oh, damn. And I think um, he gets a good reaction from the fans, okay. but I think he's got no character. Yep. I think he's not regular interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would never have pushed him. I think he's overrated. Um, he was a good wrestler at best. Okay. Rob Van Dam. Ooh. Sorry, Ooh. you're saying I'm, I have to look him up. I don't have to look him up. Well, you might want to look at some of his matches so you can talk him through. I do not like, and I never have rated really Rob Van Dam. I got well, excited about him coming back. When was it like 2010 or something? He reappeared on scene. He left WC. Um, he, he left TNA and he came back. And within a few weeks, I was like. Well, that might just be because they brought him back and they really didn't do anything with him. Is that here's Rob Van Dam? Right, um, off the top of your head, old boy, old Joey. On profilesdatabase.com, we have a list of his matches. Right, old, off, off the top of your head, and that's one match you're going to tell me now. Tell me a good Rob Van Dam match. Oh, Christ, okay, yeah, you've made a point. Um, right, no, I, I can't. The only match the, I uh, can think of. The ladder match he had with Jeff Hardy. I enjoyed that match. Now, I was going to say, if I was going to do the five Rob Van Dam matches, I would say the match against Jeff Hardy when he first appeared in WWE. Yeah, And the only other match I could think about is the ECW One Night Stand one against um, John Cena. That's but it, that, was that, that, that was the crowd. That was the crowd, wasn't it? You know, uh, what Rob Van Dam always had, I, I haven't really seen too much of his uh, ECW career or, or elsewhere, but I, from, from his initial run in uh, WWE and the, the whole invasion angle when that came in, there's the, the ECW stable there. The main things he had going for him was the fact that his name was Van Dam and he looked a bit like Jean-Claude. Yeah, yeah. For number one. Number two, he could kick people with a chair. Yeah, which was useful. And yeah. quite Num- like weed. Yeah, but that, that wasn't really in the ring. But uh, You could tell that he was yeah, never probably, probably stoned. Yeah. Uh, number three, he did the whole Rob Van Dam thing. That's it. Okay. That's, oh, that's and, oh, sorry, and the five star frog splash. That's and no, sorry, I've got five. This is number five. <laughs> I've got another one. Hold on. <laughs> number five, his entrance music. What of a kind. Yeah. Right. Let me That's just it. talk you um, through his professional wrestling career. Okay. So he was. It was given to him by someone called Ron Slinker in Florida because he looked like Jean Claude Van Damme. Okay. Jean Claude um, Van Damme. He then went to WCW and he was not really. 
noticed at all. So he left WCW very quickly, went to All Japan. He then uh, went to Extreme Championship Wrestling and feuded with Sabu in 1996. Well, I saw that, um, and I was not impressed by that. Um, and then he teamed with Sabu, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Match. And then he invade in May 1997 in the original ECW invasion on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, they invaded, um, and that was that. Um, now, if we go to W. Uh, to, WWE, uh, his official run. Yeah, he came into um, WWE in the invasion angle. Um, so after the closure of ECW, RVD signed a short-term contract with WWE F at that time, um, and he a- appeared um, on July the 9th, two thousand one. Now I was excited by this because yeah, um, yeah. one of our fallen comrades was really excited by it, and he said, "Oh, brilliant, really good." Mm. Um, and he then basically, he was popular. He took on, they go, D- Jeff Hardy for the WWE Hardcore Championship at Invasion. That's the match I remember. Yeah. Um, and then he lost it again. That was an exciting pay per view as well. Yeah, we should cover really that. Really good pay per view. Yeah. Considering a lot of people slag the Invasion story yeah, yeah. off, I thought that, well, was yeah, I mean, I thought that pay per view was good. And I also thought the Survivor Series, where they win it back, was a good pay per view as well. Yeah, I like yeah. those two pay per views. Yeah. Um, but then basically he did he, he just sort of faded away a bit and he, he did like he says here he challenged Steve Austin to the WWE Championship match at No Mercy, uh, but he didn't win it. He then became the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, he then feuded with Brock Lesnar a bit. Um, but I just honestly I just don't like him. <laughs> 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 but uh, I just don't get excited with his matches when he does. He's like five star frog flash. That's good. Uh, when he does his rolling thunder, I always feel that's just really like slow, and I just don't feel like he, he does like forearm smashes. That I just don't feel would hurt. It's like I'm like swiping, like rubbing well, my arm on your face. You, you're sort of bearing in mind that he is probably stoned in all of those matches. So the fact that he well, can do any that's of that—that's no, that's not supporting my argument. Is no, it? no, I'm I'm just saying, you know the. The fact that he's still probably off his face in yeah, pretty much yeah. every match so, is, is is a good indication so that he's just going, ah, I don't have much no. to argue for, really, to be quite honest, apart from that. But the other thing is I don't actually like his attitude as well. <laughs> yeah. Because well, I always feel like he's like the fans love him, but he yeah. can't really be bothered to do wrestling. <laughs> and it's like, well... Why? Why are you here then? You know what I mean. I mean, he does have one thing going for him. He did beat John Cena for the WWE Championship. Yeah, but in a match that Edge won for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edge's fault. And it was ECW One Night Stand. But but he beat John Cena. Yeah, and then a month later. But uh, this is the question now: John Cena or Rob Van Dam? Ah, that that that's horrible. (laughs) It's more for Joey than it is for for yourself. Never gonna pick John Cena. But a month or so later, he got done for smoking weed. Um, and he got suspended, titles taken off him, and uh, it was and it was just like there we go. (laughs) So um, I I would say from a personal perspective, uh, I don't feel you have to agree with me. No, 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 no. I do, I do. Um, this is the sad thing. Uh, I, not the fact that I agree, just the fact that I, I think, I, yeah, RVD. Sadly, sorry, RVD, uh, you are overrated. But outside of the ring, he seems to be a, apart from the weed, because I, I don't really um, go with uh, that crowd. The crowd. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm aside so from that, the kids. aside from that, he he sounds like a, a thoroughly lovely bloke. 
you know, he's into comics and everything. He's my sort of Right, right. I'm just gonna I'm gonna say something now, and I know this this will be more of an opinionated worship show yeah. comment, right? Go for oh. it. Do it, do it, do it. Just because you like comics mm. does not make someone a lovely bloke. No, no, fair this point. is true. This is a fair point. This is a fair um, point. I'll, I'll retract my statement. He seems, <laughs> he seems like a nice guy, but you know, I'm not um, saying there's anything wrong with liking comics. Mm. What I'm saying is, you cannot judge everyone on the fact that they like comics. <laughs> Do you like comics? No, evil yeah, Satan. Evil. I mean, I try and say that a lot about wrestling. Yeah, I like to say if you like wrestling, I I think you're a good person. <laughs> that has sent me down the wrong path a few yes. times. Yeah. Times. Sometimes I've crossed what? lines. There's been hailstorms, <laughs> and as a result, I wasn't using the comic book thing as the main example. <laughs> Just that he seems a chilled out dude. That may be the that, thing about it. Sometimes, right? I'm all like, I'm, well, I'm obviously not. I'm obviously a highly strung person that can't be chilled out. You know, that, like, I, of course. My, most of my days are spent like the Ultimate Warrior, um, and that's when I'm trying to sleep. I'm going, <laughs> shaking ring ups. My point is, at some point in life, you've got to be determined. You've got to be wanting to push yourself, and maybe it's how they package them in the WWE. I don't know. Mm, he was too they, laid back. It the was too laid back, back yeah. so I couldn't trust to get behind. I couldn't find any reason to get behind him because I couldn't be bothered. Because he was so laid yeah. back, like so. I suppose it's over to Joey, really. What What's Joey's opinion? Because what of a kind, or I, not? See, that's that's the problem. He's made too much of a convincing argument to argue with anything. Mm. I mean, yeah. I mean, can you tell me Rob Van Dam WrestleMania match? Uh, the first money in the bank match. A money in the it? bank match. I think you know he was in that, but. Yeah, you... Did he win it? I don't know. Can't remember. No, I, I, I might have even seen him at WrestleMania. And I can't remember. You know what I mean? That's the no. funny. So I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've been out again. I'm, there's about a ten-year period where, uh, which we'll talk about in, in a bit more detail in, in another episode. But there's about a ten-year period that I've missed out on, which I don't think I missed out on much, to be fair. Mm, but even much. going back to the the old days, I mean, before like oh six oh seven, which is when I stopped. I. I Apart from Invasion, I can't honestly remember anything. I, I, I know you... how old he is for us. Because uh, like, yeah. that's that's an interesting thing. Because I think he's about 44. So, so he's 44. 45. Well done, old man Joey. Strike again. Almost half your age. Um, I'm going to hurt you. Really. <laughs> 45 years old, right? Yeah. Incidentally, so, just, just one more point. Um, on Wikipedia, they list one of his wrestling aliases as Rob the Polish Prince. Now that I would like to see. That yeah, is that is yeah. 45, 45 years old. Um he so he's sort of a bit younger than Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho about that old that's a bit, 46, yeah. 47, um, now if you think about Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho is a legend because and he hasn't got to wrestle all the time, but he gives the fans what he wants, what they want. They yeah. they want to see Chris Jericho wrestling. And yeah, people would argue what he doesn't always he comes back and goes too often, I suppose. But he keeps doing it, and Rob Van Dam, as far as I'm aware, isn't heavily injured. Um, mm. uh, but and he never speaks kindly about. I, I, there's something I have, and I'm not saying I wouldn't say I'm not saying that this is completely wrong. But this this fixed date contract thing, which I know Brock Lesnar's got as well, um, where they will only do a certain amount of shows. But Rob Van Dam, I'm sure when he did TNA. Um, it was like they had to basically stop a storyline. He got attacked yeah. by this, and they didn't see him for six months. And they were trying to use him to push. They were going to push the whole company behind him. Yeah, I remember and, that. And actually, it wasn't too bad. But then, all of a sudden, he gets battered by this. You don't see him for seven months, and then he comes back, 
and they try and push him and then he disappears it. And I they used up too many of his appearances mm-hmm. straight away. Which you could say is bad for bad booking, bad management. Yeah. But I just think he could have been so much more. But it was as if he couldn't be bothered. <laughs> well, the the other thing that I was going to say as well is I never really rated him as a promo. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. He didn't have a personality, did he? Just, he that's just didn't. Thought. Yeah, I mean, it, it's another case I think of I, the, I, the, the business trying to like push somebody who's not. I think I saw him get angry and do a good promo once, and I, I seem to think it would have been one of these ECW mm. one night stands. So I'm yeah. not sure whether it was that was now the WWE labelled him, and then they then he couldn't push himself forward. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like you know there's, he had plenty of time to reinvent himself and do all mm. this and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, it was the same character from the moment I saw him to the moment I last saw him. Um, I'm not saying he wasn't an amazingly athletic person, and the God, I mean, if I had that much flexibility in me, because you know you see him when he's training and stuff, and he like he could basically you know touch the back of his his backside or the back of his head. Yeah, he's so yeah, flexible. Yeah. But it was like. It just didn't work for me. I just, I just don't know. Um, so that's it. The other thing was, um, I haven't seen this, uh, so maybe I should because for part of this show is he was in the most recent, um, <laughs> the most recent um, tornado, the shark tornado film, wasn't he with uh, Chris Jericho? Oh yes, he was oh. very, very briefly. Um, Chris Jericho was uh, the uh, roller coaster. Attendant, uh, an RVD. Oh, what did I see? I I've, I've seen this and I can't remember. I can't remember him either. Th- this, I, I think this well. is just cementing your point the fact that he was in that film. We remember he was in it, yeah, but we can't remember I anything can't, about yeah, it. I can't really. But then Kurt Angle was in the second one, yeah. Sharknado. I think he played a fireman. He was, yeah. I, I can recall. I yeah, see, <laughs> this is the thing. Kurt Angle <laughs> was a fireman in Sharknado too. Chris Jericho, <laughs> we remember, was the, the uh, roller coaster attendant. RVD was in it. Couldn't tell you why. Yeah. So I mean, basically, that's it. Isn't it? I mean, it's just yeah. literally like he cannot you, and rather unmemorable career. And at the end of the day, that was it. So at the end, of, you know, oh, oh, and there's the bell. And there's the bell, bell. There we go. Ooh. So, so I suppose, really, we'll have to wrap it up. We've there, wrapped it up there because. Yeah. Um, so well, let's just let's just wrap it up. So verdict. Yeah. Was he? Overrated or underrated? Overrated. Yeah, he was definitely overrated. There we go. So who and are we I... talking about again? <laughs> and I think I've joke. done quite well there because you're one of his fans. I wasn't a massive fan. I just... You're always pleased to see him when you come back though, aren't you? I wouldn't say <laughs> So you're... sorry, in what capacity? I wouldn't say you were one <laughs> of his guys. He's not Billy Gunn. No, he's not Billy Gunn. But that's that. So... Nobody's Billy Gunn, come on. So what are we doing next episode? Uh, we'll have a look at uh, Botch to Broadway, Spring Stampede 1999. Excellent. Uh, I will talk very briefly about The Marine, the John Cena ah, starring excellent. film from WWE Films, yeah. which I've watched for a second time recently. Um, and I guess WCW Bunkhouse Stampede 1988. Yeah. And old Jerry's going to have a little task too. And oh, Jerry will have yeah, a task. Yeah, this going to go down well. So, yeah, that should be fun. So, um, I will run through the uh, usual routine for the, the outro. So, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, provide any feedback, you can find us on social media, on Twitter, at Huge Greenberger, or you can send us an email, randomstoat at gmail.com. And if you like what you've listened to, this is a new bit for you guys. This uh, I've not said like this before. If you like what you listen to. If you like what you listen to, 
leave us a five star review on itunes because that will push us up and uh, you know give us a bit of an ego boost uh, so we'd really appreciate it if uh, if you could do that um and uh, or rate us on anywhere else where podcasts are available that would be wonderful thank you thank you thank you uh, that's all I've got. Anything you guys would like I to I think add? the only thing I've got left to say is... Um, woo, 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 woo. No, We've not done that you're, yet. You're being too <laughs> predictable here. The only thing I've got left to say is... Um, what are you going to do? Oh, when... When the powers... <laughs> woo, woo, woo! <laughs> run wild on you. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Cheers. Bye.